Welcome to NLP Talks with Laura Evans, a podcast for people looking to unleash their potential in business and life. I'm Laura Evans, international trainer of NLP and host for this podcast series. Join me for insightful interviews with people that know firsthand just how NLP can change lives and they'll share with you tips and strategies to help you clear your path to success. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome. My name is Laura Evans. I'm the founder and lead trainer here at Initial Potential and of course your host for this episode on the podcast series. It gives me great pleasure to let you know today's guest is Kai Graham. Kai is a parenting coach who works with parents and children in order to help them to lead fulfilled and successful lives. Today's podcast is all about children and helping them to better manage anxiety. And during the podcast you'll hear lots of advice from Kai including three techniques which you can use with your children straight away to help them better deal with anxiety. So let's get started. So tell me, why are you so passionate about helping children and teens? What drives you? Because I remember what it was like, Laura. Oh, I, I, I think when I go back and I look at why, what my motivator is, I can, I can I'm, I'm even feeling it now. I can feel that feeling of not being good enough, of not knowing where to fit in, of not under, you know, someone doesn't understand me. I don't know what to say. I, I just feel everyone's looking at me. I don't even feel good enough. All those feelings. And, and I know as an adult, lots of people feel those. But my view is, is that if we can catch them when they're kids, when they're early, if we can give them the tools to help them, then they don't have to carry emotional baggage around for decades. And I did that. It was, in fairness, it was only in my 40s when I had been NLP'd that I suddenly read, I, you know, I got rid of all my emotional baggage. And I want to help kids do that before they, it gets... You know, that knapsack gets too heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's from bitter experience. And I wouldn't say I had a bad childhood, but I, ha- I, I had lots of limiting beliefs. And I want kids to be able to knock those on the head before they start taking deep root. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's why. There was a post I saw you share oh, only probably a few weeks ago that 50% of mental health issues that people have are installed by the age of 14. Like that was a statistic that just shocked me hugely. It's, um, it, it, it was scary. And that's what actually validated why I'm doing this because I just saw, even in my own little way, how wonderful to be able to make a difference, you know, to as many people as possible, to as many families as possible. And to think, and I think the thing is, is that as parents, we don't know what we're doing sometimes. No one gave us a manual, for goodness sake. No one taught us, you know, how to communicate with anyone, let alone our own kids. No one taught us how to understand what anxiety is all about, what to do with cyberbullying and things like that. You know, when we were at school, we were taught about Hadrian's Wall, for goodness sake. And so I feel that it is my mission to help parents raise a generation of mentally healthier young people. And so to see that statistic, I just thought, well, let's just push that message out there. Yeah, I, I think it's shocking. I mean, I, if I reflect back on my own childhood until I met the NLP world, I, I was the same. I mean, a lot of my baggage I was carrying from when I was a child. Yeah. I mean, I saw that statistic and went, 
That's yeah. me. Yeah. That's me. I'm one of those statistics because exactly. some of the baggage I was carrying was before I was 14 years old yeah. and I can remember oh, those totally. events. I, I remember one specific time I was sitting, um, it was parent-teachers meeting and I was 10 years old and my mum was sitting on one side and my dad was sitting on the other and my favourite teacher in the whole wide world was sitting in front of us and I just thought, oh my goodness. And I was sitting there and she looked at my mum and she looked at my dad and she went... Well, Caroline's not really going to be setting the Thames on fire now, is she? And I shrunk. The whole of my world imploded because I thought I was good and I thought I was a nice girl and I thought that I fitted in and I had friends. And this woman's words basically said to me, you're average, you're nothing, you don't count. And for years and years and years, that overshadowed me. And it was, uh, no, no, shh, 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 sh who do you think? No, no, it's, it's just... Not you, not you, you don't shine. And it was when I did the prac and the master prac and I suddenly realised, oh my goodness, enough. And so that, yeah, it's inadvertently, we say things to our kids and we might not even, we won't remember half of what we say. And yet one little nugget, if it's said, not even with the wrong intention, but if it's said the wrong way, a child will carry that. And so I want to give the child the resilience to realise that, heck, you are unstoppable. And it's just you've got to believe it yourself. And actually, what one person thinks of you is actually none of your business, and it's just an opinion, so it might not even matter. Yeah. Oh, isn't that hard, though, when you're little? I mean, it's hard as an adult. Yeah, totally. But when you're a child and what you seek is people's attention and yeah. love and admiration and support. And, and Yeah. And the thing is, is that even though when we left that classroom and my mum said, well, oh, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. And I thought, no, but Mrs Brunton's the expert. You're just my mum and dad. Yeah. And it stuck with me. And yet... I now know the power of NLP because that pushed it all aside and it unwrapped who I was meant to be and it took 30 years for that to happen. And I just now feel so strongly that we don't, you know, I've got the tools to help people not have to wait 30 years before they realise, do you know what, it doesn't really matter. And what you, you're here, what's that sort of Dr Zeus quote, why spend your whole time trying to fit in when you were born to stand out? And I think... I know what it's like for kids and teenagers. Tribe is so important and belonging is so important and we understand that. But also you get to the stage where actually you need to embrace the messiness of you because that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. So, yeah. So in your book, yes, The Teen Toolbox, yes. which is an Amazon bestseller. It is. I hope you're yes, very proud of that. I am I'd... exceptionally proud, yes. Um, in here, I, I love the book, by the way. Thank it's amazing. You. Very well written. I love it. In here, I love the fact you talk about the role parents play in their children. Everybody's trying to do the best they can with the resources yeah. they have. We know that from NLP, yeah. and that gives us a level of tolerance. But parents and their approach, so if, moving on to talk maybe a little bit more about anxiety specifically, yes, yes. you know, if you have anxious parents, that transfers onto the child and, and the impact that parents have on their children unknowingly. Yes. Um, you know, so tell me a bit more about that. I think the thing is, is that we know, you know, children learn by osmosis. They are sponges. And the thing is, is that a lot of it is, oh, you know, you mustn't say that in front of the kids and whatever. And, and I get that. But what parents fail to realise is even what we say 
about ourselves or our language or whatever does rub off on the children to the point of, oh, no, does my bum look big in this or something like that, because that immediately feeds self-image. You know, Mum might feel that she looks awful in a swimsuit and all the child wants to do is splash around in the waves on a summer holiday. And this is what we have to remember is that we mirror what, how we feel and our kids pick up on that. And so... When so many parents come to me and go, now listen, my child's got anxiety and they react this way and they react that way, it's uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they drop their child off and the child, and the mum's sort of going, now just behave and do that. And you can just see mum's, all her body language, all her, now just be good and just do, 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 do. And the child is, is receiving all this. And I, I use the example of, oh, your, your child has got um, a fear of spiders. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they, all they do is scream whenever a spider, and I said, and, and anyone else in the house? Oh, yes, I can't stand spiders either. And I go, yeah, duh, connect the dots. <laughs> because it's suddenly your child learns that is a little incy-wincy spider goes across to the floor and mum screams and goes, oh, my goodness. And that's where the child, and they go, Oh, right. Yeah. And it's it's invariably when I've got a child with anxiety, it's the parents that need the help. But, you know, you, you work with what you're given. But it, it is very much a, just be very, very wary of how you are portraying anything. And and anxiety being one of them is if, if, if mum or dad is a bit of a worrier, then that is where the child is going to learn the behaviour from. And the, and then, then everyone goes, oh, my God, it's all my fault. And I get it and I listen. The bonus is, is that because it's a learned behaviour, it can be unlearned as well. What NLP techniques do you use that really work well? One of the easiest tools that sort of I use is, is just called box breathing. And it's, it's just... It's just bringing down, it's sort of getting you into a different state, really. And it's just allowing, and I'm sure, you know, it's allowing the child to have control over their emotions again. Because I think the thing with anxiety is, is the panic. And suddenly, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm low, I've, I've gone bright red, and everyone's looking at me, and oh, I think I'm going to be sick, and oh, what am I going to say? And they're all laughing at me, and I just don't know, and I just really should bet, better stay at home because it's just, this is just too much because I don't want to go through this again. And... That is no, no use for a child. I mean, I've seen kids that, you know, one, one chap sort of said to me, no, actually my safe place is the sofa, watching telly with the dog. And I went, but you're 19, you should be going out and partying. And he went, no, no, you're all right. He, he said, I just, I just can't cope with that. And we had one session. Oh, it was submodalities that we actually did, funnily oh. enough. And um, he sort of looked at me and he went, right, yeah, okay. Lord knows what he said to his mum in the car on the way back, but he really just thought, nah, yeah, whatever. And he came back the following, because he wanted just to do a sort of follow-up because he was a student and so, and he came back um, just before he went back and I sort of said, so what's changed? He went, no, nothing much. And I went, right, okay, so what have you done? What have you done sort of just recently? And he just looked at me and he went, please excuse me, this works, doesn't it? <laughs> and I went, yeah. And he, I went, why? Well, what's happened? He went, I went to young sports person, oh, the sports personality of the year, and I was sitting in an arena with 3,000 people. And I went, yeah, there you are. That's in one session. Amazing. And so 
you know, and the lovely thing is, is that NLP is fast and it's easy and some people just don't get it. And I say, you don't have to get it. Just do me a favor and trust the process. And what I say to kids is, this is really fun and it's really fast. And I said, but you don't have to understand it. You just got to rely that I know what I'm talking about. And they go, right, okay. And I sort of say, you know, if you go and I sort of say, you have to suspend your critical mind and I'll tell you what that means. And they go, right. And I say, if you go in to watch a Superman movie, you don't go, oh, well, this is rubbish. Men can't fly and there's no such thing as kryptonite. I say, you don't do that. You just go in to be entertained. I said, right, well, you've got me for a session. I'm going to entertain you. I'm going to send you away and you will, you know, you'll be able to cope with anxiety better or cope with bullying better or whatever it is. And they go, oh, right, okay. And it, it does, it just works and it's fast. So this young chap, when he, he, he was then going back to uni and that was fine and his mum sort of went about two or three months later his mum just texted me and said I'd just like you to know he used to sit on the sofa with the dog now he's going into railing with his mates. Yay! How cool is that? That's, that's all you want to That's all you want to do isn't it? Yeah. So that it just opens someone's world up and how cool is that? So. Oh it's just phenomenal. If there was a technique for you that by far gets the best results uh, when you're working with kids and teens, would there be an NLP technique or something that you've learned from that kind of syllabus that you think, yeah, that always makes a difference? Submodality, you know, is, is my go-to. I've got a download for that. And I, I, and I just call it to the, I, I tell the kids it's changing pictures. And I just yeah. explain it to them. What we're going to do is we're going to get a remote control and we're just going to change all that for you. And they go, oh my God, how cool is that? And so I'm sitting there and I'm going, you see that picture I did, make it colour, make it this, make it that. And they're just sort of, right, yeah, okay. And then it's there. And that, that, that is one of the quickest ones on a one-to-one. -one. But then there are other exercises that are on my app that kids can download, that parents, you know, can sort of get hold of that you don't have to be sitting face-to-face -face yeah. with me and you can, you know. So submodalities is your kind of go-to technique? Especially with kids, yeah. Especially with kids. Or... Um, the, the, the big one is timeline. Timeline therapy, I think, is probably one of the most powerful techniques that we have. It, yeah. it's, it's so versatile. You know, those of you listening, if you've never heard of timeline therapy, it, it's a kind of advanced NLP technique that allows us to get rid of anger, sadness, hurt, fear and guilt and do it in a way that's content free. Yeah. So you don't have to talk about the stuff that's happened to you. And I know as adults, because of course I didn't touch NLP until I was an adult, it's just phenomenal to know that you can let go of all that fear, which would include obviously anxiety and all the things we're talking about, just to let that go in a in an easy, comfortable yeah. environment I, where I, and maybe yeah. have a bit of fun at the same time, right? Well that, that's exactly it. It's it's really quite relaxed. And I, I did this with one young girl who was being bullied, had been abused, had um, real anxiety issues in that she couldn't even drive down her high street because it reminded it triggered that even the location triggered her. Um, and so we did, we started off with Timeline and um, we did a couple of bits and pieces afterwards to sort of sweep up, but Timeline was the big one. And about a month later, she oh my God, you never get, I got a text, you never guess where I am. No, you're right, I have no idea. <laughs> and she went, I am walking down our high street. Whereas before she couldn't even drive, she had to, her mum had to take a detour. She went, I'm walking down my high street. And for many people, that's, yeah, whatever. For her, it just just got rid of all her fears and worries. As you say, no content. I didn't even know what her past was because it was irrelevant to me. You know, yeah, so it was. Yeah. Re it's really powerful. Even after an hour session, watching them walk out two inches taller because they they know they found someone that gets them. Yeah. 
and they are able to realize that actually all this is fixable yeah. and it's you know and and a lot of it is normal um so it's not just them it's not them being weird or whatever so but yeah. and how, just i just think how powerful it to be able just, to help a child yeah. not carry all that stuff mm. into their future exactly i think that's the thing and it's just i think especially with kids and parents are, are keen to use it when I say it is content-free. And I think the thing is, is I see a lot of kids that have had quite traumatic sort of situations. And for me to be able to say, I'm not interested in that. I will not ask your child to tell me anything that they don't want to, you know. And it's probably a rubbish business model for me because really what I do is I just sort of say, we are not going to have five sessions every hour, you know, sort of every week for an hour. I said. I anticipate one maximum two sessions and then that issue will be fixed. Now, admittedly, there might be sort of, oh my gosh, sorted that, well, what about my fear of flying or what about my this or what about my that? That's great. But the wonderful thing is, especially with kids, is that NLP can laser into something really, you know, quite serious or not, as the case may be, and it can be fixed really quickly. And what that does is it then, and it could even just be something as simple as a breathing exercise that we'll sort of talk about in a minute. But once the child is aware that, oh my God, I just did that myself. I, I was able to sort X, Y, and Z out. It gives them the confidence to go, hmm, wonder if that, I might try that then and see if that works. And it gives them the confidence to start fixing themselves without permanently doing that, oh, well, I just don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. So it gives them the proper tools yeah. to do it. Yeah. I don't think anxiety is going anywhere at the no. moment. I no. think it's only going to get worse. And I think, you know, I look at some of the children coming through the generations and the way that they're being brought up and, um, you know, the age of iPads and, you know, you've got two and three year olds on iPads and, mm. and not developing social skills and, not, you know, all yeah. this kind of stuff. I my personal view is I think we're storing up a huge amount for these children yeah. in mental health yeah. for the future, not least anxiety. Because then when they hit these challenges, which let's face it, life throws us challenges, yeah. all of us, they're going to get hugely anxious. And then what are they going to do? You know, the suicide rates going through yeah. the roof. Yeah. You know, children, men, women, you know, it's touching everybody. I think the thing is, is that at the minute, I, I'm sort of, young kids are coming to me at the age of 10 who aren't sleeping, who are um, worrying about their grades, worrying about their future because I'm not clever enough, therefore I'm going to go to rubbish school. And we are throwing exams and SATs and, you know, our standards, we're trying to raise the standards and therefore putting huge expectations on our children. And that's that's what I'm dealing with at the moment is trying to give the children. I, I can't change the education system. I can't change the health service. But what I can do is change what I sort of say. I've got I've got a, um, a formula that I say to everyone that is could be bothered to listen to me is that it's E plus R equals O. E, e is the event. It could be the exams. It could be the fact that you're being bullied. It could be the fact that you're terrified of sitting on a number 74 bus. But that is not going to change, you know. The R is your response. 
So how you respond to that event will change the O, which is the outcome. E plus R equals O. So what I am doing, because I can't change anything else, is to help people realize that the R is under their control, their response. So if they feel anxious about, I'm, I've got an exam tomorrow, or they're even sitting in an exam, I've got a technique that is three minutes long that helps someone, rather than just have a meltdown and go, oh, I, I, I knew I was thick, or whatever, because they don't. They're sitting in an exam, Let's have the caveat that they've done some revision. Yes. You know, that, that's, that's a given. So let's try and avoid what what is could potentially be a meltdown. So it's it's giving them the tools so that there are, so that their response is able to create a more positive outcome. And that is anxiety, you know, so, so that if they are sitting on this bus, they can go, hang on a minute, I, I can deal with this. Or if they, it, 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 it's not just kids, it's, I don't know, going in for an interview or having to make um, a presentation or having to, I don't know, sort of pick up a phone and have that really bad phone call you don't want to have or whatever it is. It's just finding techniques to go, no, actually, I've got this. I can I can do this because I the, the unconscious mind is there to protect you. And what it does is it goes, now, listen, my job is to keep you safe and you are alive. So I have done a very good job so far. So I'm going to do exactly the same as I did yesterday to keep you alive for tomorrow. And what I am doing is absolutely fine. And the thing is, is what what it doesn't realise is that it might have got its knickers into a twist and it might have got its rewire, its wiring all tangled up. And so therefore it, it's on high alert the whole time. And, and, you know, this as far as anxiety is concerned. And so anxiety is what happens if, what happens if, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it's exhausting for a start. And so what we want to do is to say to that unconscious mind, thank you very much. You've been really, really good getting us this far, but we've got this now. We've got something slightly different that will just give you a bit of a rest. Yeah. So just relax for a minute. And you can, you, you're, you're very good and you can help us just get on to tomorrow and the next day. But let's just give this a whirl. And that is the, the way of helping people to help themselves. Mm. And that's where NLP is fantastic because it's fast, uh, fast techniques that work. I, I, I think for me, I mean, I liked in your book, you talk about the fact that and you can't eliminate anxiety. So it's about managing it. And, I, and I'm absolutely with you because I think, you know, you can't, you can't stop this stuff from happening. But what you can do is choose your response. Yes. Um, yeah. well, it's interesting listening to you chat because uh, we haven't had a chat like this for yeah. a while. Yeah. But what I, I love about what you've done is you've taken some real NLP techniques. And if people are NLP trained listening to you just chat, they'll spot all the NLP techniques you're talking about. But I think maybe this is because you've been working with children that you've taken all the NLP terminology out of it and you've gone, actually, this is what it will do. You know, it's about it's even like your model, for example, your event, your emotion, uh, your response uh, is your outcome. That's the NLP communication model right there. You know, your thinking, your feelings, your physiology combined give you your outcome, your results. I think and what, I, what, what I've sort of seemed to do, because I'm sort of fairly straight talking, and it's talk, it's talking in a language that people will understand. Yeah. Um, and and this is, is it's and it is all about communication. And one of the really good, I've got I've got a really good. If we're talking sort of just quickly about communication, something for parents to, because I know what it's like. I, I've had teenagers where your child is monosyllabic, really thinks that you came out with the ark and you're not very interesting anyway. And why on earth would they want to be able to speak to you? There's, you know, you've got nothing to offer me, mum or dad. And 
it's a great way for anxiety to work out, actually, is my child having a good day or a bad day? And how is, you know, because sometimes it could be, is this, is this anxiety, is this depression, or is it just a rubbish week? Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, it's something that I call three questions. Okay. And it's great because teenagers don't want to talk. They're not interested, you know, unless, of course, it's to their mates or, you know, and that's fine, that's totally different. But they do not want to talk to their parents, nor should they. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, it's, the odd it's, word would be nice. No, but well, <laughs> this is this is this is the best thing. We, there are three questions, and to, for the parent, the parent and the child need to understand how this works, so that there's, there's there's the understanding. The first question is, what is your number? And so all the child has to answer is a number between one and ten. Yeah. One being rubbish, and ten being absolutely absolutely euphoric. Mother, thank you for asking. So it's one to ten. And so, what is your number? And invariably, you get four. And that's it. The second question is, what is your word? And the word has got to be a descriptive word of how you are feeling at the minute. So doesn't work. But it could be sad. It could be jealous. It could be nervous. It could be whatever. Or it could be hopeful and optimistic and da da da. And so those are the first two questions. The third question, which is a real deal clincher for the parents, is, is do you want to talk? And 95% of the time, they go, no, you're all right. And then they just go to their room. The great thing about this is you have to explain to your child, this is what I will be asking you. And you have to answer, A, you have to answer, and B, you have to be honest. And C, I will stand by the answer for question three. So what happens is when the child comes in from school, you go, what's your number? Six. And what's your word? Oh, fine. And what's, what's the, you know, do you want to talk? And if it's no, then that's fine. Mum or dad or whoever have to walk away. What that does is the bonus is that the child now, funnily enough, it's a, it's a rub off, actually comes and sits sort of downstairs rather than running upstairs because they usually run upstairs for peace and quiet so they don't know. How was your day? Was it all right? How did your maths homework go? Did your assignment go in okay? Did you find your jumper that you needed to? And it's... I was going to say, I feel a bit like that. But that's (laughs) what we do as parents because we know that we've only got five minutes to get as much information as we can out of them. If you do these three questions... So remind me again. What is your number? Yeah. What is your word? Yeah. And do you want to talk? And invariably what happens is do you want to talk... Yeah, all right, just I'll get a I'll only talk to you whilst I'm making a cuppa and then they disappear off. But the point is is that the child now knows it's the downstairs is a safety zone and it's not going to be the Spanish Inquisition. And so so many mums have got, oh my god, I've I I've now I now see more of my child. We don't talk all the time, but I see more of them. And so that is a great way. And you might have lots of fours and suddenly it's a six and you go, Oh gosh, they're all right. That's all, that's getting better. Or lots of sixes and it's going down the other way. And it's a great way of your child communicating to you how they're feeling without feeling as though it's the Spanish Inquisition. And that you're there to listen if yes. they want to talk. And on the 5%, that's a, a, a mum in my Facebook group today said, I don't know what happened, but my son came into the living room just, and he's 15, and just said, can I have a hug? And then he had a hug and went, right, thanks, uh, uh, <coughs> I'm going now. And that was it. And okay. she just, she's going to die now out on that for you know, yeah, weeks. Too right, too and right. so it's just it's just the child understanding that we have their back rather than we're on their yeah. back. No, so. absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So 
We've talked about a huge amount and covered huge different areas about using NLP with children and how you coach children and obviously touched on anxiety um, and you've provided some real value, thank you, in terms of helping the listeners to understand what they could do. Now, uh, you mentioned box breathing earlier and um, you also, uh, I think, have got another technique to talk to us about. So tell tell the listeners what what else they could be doing to help. this This is called 54321 Calm Down. And it is an exercise and anyone that knows anything about NLP will just see that it's written throughout. But, you know, I, I, I can't even remember the right words. So work I it think out you'll through. find there might be representational systems. Thank you. There you are. There you are. You see, you see I've stopped using all that language. I don't even know what it means. But for kids, they get it. And, and so many mums are going, oh, I'm using this and they're loving it. It is a matter of when and I think there's a bit of a pattern interrupt in there somewhere. It's when a child is panicking, when they are, I'm not good enough, I'm rubbish at this, I've got an exam, I don't know what to do, that when there's the overwhelm going on in their head and they just, ah, and they're having a meltdown. It's, they have to do five things, or it's, it's five points. They have to do, look around them and just stop and just notice their breathing. And invariably it's, and so it's just concentrate on, trying to bring the breathing to something more manageable. And whilst, I'm doing that now yes, as you're talking. Yes, and have you noticed how much calmer I've, I'm sort of slowly calming down? And the first thing to do is look around and look for five things that you can see. Okay, yeah. so, and that, and that is quite easy, even if you're sitting on a number five bus, or even if you're sitting in an exam hall, you know, it's right, okay, I can see my pencil case and my water bottle and the paper and my shoes and it just gives them something just to look for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it's sit down and think of four things that you can touch okay so it could be the table it could be a pen could be a bus pass or whatever just four things that you can touch and then look for three things three things that you can hear and so it's right, okay, well, I can hear the school bell. That was obviously, you know, nearly over. And just, just, just three things, okay? And then two things that you can smell. And it's just get. and what all this is doing, and it doesn't, you know, I, invariably I've got my nose in a cup of tea so I can smell. But it's invariably just taking your mind away from, oh, my God, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And then the final one is one thing that you can taste. And it's just as simple as that. And what that does is it's giving your worrisome mind something because we we are all problem solving beings and our mind loves something to sort out. And so if you say, right, five things that I can see, four things that I can touch, three things that I can hear, two things that I can smell and one thing that I can taste. And that slowly gives your mind something else to worry about rather than the very current. And it's it's more of a mindfulness exercise, um, you know, so that's that's what, you know, and but it's got NLP running all the way through it. But you've got all the main modalities, haven't you? You've yes. got seeing things, touching things, hearing things, smelling things and tasting things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's great because it gets the child, it's, it's easy and they can do it standing up, sitting down, lying down, whatever it is, and they don't have to draw attention to themselves because I think that's the thing with anxiety is a lot of people go, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. And actually, do you know what? I mean, this is what I explain to most kids. No, most people are more worried about themselves, so just don't worry. They, they don't care if you look like a beetroot because they're more worried about whether or not their hair's fixed okay. And so it's just realising that, that you're not actually the centre of everyone else's attention. And it's just giving the mind something to just pull you out of that spiral of chaos in your head. Yeah. So that I think if, if, if anyone is interested in um, I, I've got that that exercise if they want to download it, it can be kygraham.com forward slash NLP calm down. And so it's available and, and that's just something they can download and you can either shove it on your phone or print it off and give it to the kids or do whatever. But it's it's an easy easy sort of it, and it's non-threatening and it's fast and it's nlp and it's a great technique it I've, is, i've right? used yeah. it yeah because you, know, um, I, I, you know i've learned it off you a few years yeah. ago and yeah. i was like it's an amazing it's, technique it's, i always share but it's it with so simple yeah and yeah and anybody so, can do it yeah. as you say anywhere and no you one could be standing there it. and it's your next turn to do a presentation or something you think, come on let's just think about something different and it's yeah. an easy thing to yeah. do yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah fabulous fabulous so, well thank you so much for coming along and joining yeah, us on this it's episode so it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure to talk and thank you for sharing so freely your experience yeah. of using nlp in the toolkit with children yeah. um, and how you've adapted things and how you use it to it, great yes, effect it, yes. if people want to contact you get in touch what's the best way for them to get in touch with you website always kygraham.com and I am all over Facebook. Uh, I have a parenting group called, Par well, actually the easiest way to find me is kygram.com forward slash group. And that's on Facebook and you can join that. But kygram, C-A-I, there's not very many of me around. So yeah, so, but it's website and Facebook is the easiest way to get hold of me. Perfect, perfect. Mm. Well, thank mm. you very much. Thank you. Right, so I have some questions for you. Oh, okay. So quick fire questions, which I'm gonna fire at you, yes. okay? You don't know this is coming, so this is good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to put someone else on the spot. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few quick fire questions. Can I, I just want to know your box view. Breathing? Yeah, so go on. Do your box breathing. <laughs> cool. Right. So a few quick questions. So, what does unleash your potential mean to you? Well, we referenced it, wasn't it? Opportunity. Opportunity. Especially for kids. Yeah, because it gives them the opportunity to live their life out loud. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. If you had a favourite word, what would it be? Empowerment. Oh, she's mm. good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I'm happy with that. Okay. One. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what else would you do? I'd be a travel blogger. Yeah. And I, I and it would have to be through experience, so I'd have to go to all these other places. Oh. Yes, I'd, oh, I'd, and I'd, I'd have to do it using Facebook Live so I could prove I was there. So I couldn't just do it having, going through guidebooks and no, it would be, yeah, I would. I, I would see you doing that. I, I would <laughs> love to do that. <laughs> if you could give any pearl of wisdom, what would it be? Little pearl of wisdom. Oh, God, uh, always. It's stuck with me forever. Uh, it's what my granny used to say to me, do as you would be done by. That was the phrase that she used and... and it basically means treat people the way you want to be treated yourself. I love it. Mm. I love it. Mm. So that was, I just think we are, all, we all have our own path to tread, but we just need to be mindful of one another. Yeah. Mm. Fab, fab. Mm. So I'm going to introduce you to the Unleash Your Potential badge jar. In okay. here, there are 50. 
50 badges. Are they? Yeah. All of them have something written on them. Oh my um, God. Are they the same thing? Uh, no, no, no. 50 different things. So what I'm going to invite you to do is to pop your hand in here and give it a whirl I'm around. I'm really nervous. <laughs> give it a whirl around and yes. pick out a little handful. And then I want to you to pick a badge that resonates with you. Okay, how okay. many am I allowed to put, take out? What? Well, you can pick a handful, but you can't pick a handful. You have right. to pick one. Am I allowed to look at them first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. the whole point. So have a little look through. So you've picked the word energy. energy. Yeah. So why did that resonate with you? Why have you picked that? Because I have an absolute passion about helping people I love it. Mm. I love it. Mm. Kai Graham, thank you so much you, for being love. on That's the show. Been it's been a pleasure to have you here. So I hope you've got huge value out of this session. I'm sure you have today. If you'd like to find out any more about the courses that Kai referenced in terms of practitioner or master practitioner courses, then of course go and check out our website, unleashyourpotential.org.uk. And if you'd like to access some of the free material that we have available, including videos, then go to unleashyourpotential.org.uk forward slash free, where you will be able to access access it. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share this podcast with your friends if you think it's of value. Thank you so much for joining us and until next time, take care.